This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Sky Blues Extra. Hello and welcome to the Sky Blues Extra podcast, which as always is kindly sponsored by Shortland Horn, Coventry's leading estate agents. My name's Tom Ward. I'm joined this evening by Dave. Evening, Tom. Evening, mate. And I'm also joined by Andy. Evening, Tom, mate. Cheers for joining me, chaps. This evening, we'll be looking back, back at Saturday's defeat to QPR and we'll also look ahead to the Middlesbrough fixture after the international break. Also, with the transfer window slamming shut on Tuesday night, we'll also be discussing the Sky Blues business in the summer as our hot topic for this evening. Um, so I'll start with you, Dave. Um, having kind of had a few days to get over the loss, um, how are you sort of feeling over the, I guess, overall after, after five games? Yeah, I suppose a bit the same as going into QPR really I'm not sure we I'm not sure we learnt much more um, really from the QPR game apart from you know it was a game of two halves and we can definitely hold our own against these teams but we just you know we just haven't got someone to put the ball in the net um, and we thought when we brought Waghorn in we may have cracked that um, I'm not sure that's it's looking like that at the moment um, Jokeres has had a really good start um, but he does need a few chances, doesn't he, to, to hit the back of the net. And um, yeah, I think that's probably, I feel that's where we are. But yeah, looking forward to, um, you know, the fixtures that are coming. The lads would have had a nice bit of a rest. It's um, a better chance to get a bit more fitness into people like um, Godden. So yeah, you know, comfortable, looking forward to um, the next run of fixtures and um, go from there, see where yeah. we are. Yeah, and Andy... I guess, you know, obviously before the season, we we were making predictions about how we'd get on the first sort of five or six games. Mm. I suppose we probably would have taken three wins out of five, wouldn't we, at this stage? Oh, definitely, Tom. Yeah, three wins out of five. Yeah, no, yeah, I'll take that all day long. Um, decent. And it's not just the points we've got, it's the way we've played. I think yeah. we've played really well. Um, bar Saturday, I think 
we've dominated most of the possession in games. We've had most of the chances in games. So I can see a definite improvement from last last season. And um, I think it's been a great start to the season, to be honest. Yeah, people will say we should have had maybe all, all the points out of the five games, but that's not life, is it? It's not being a commentary fan, is it? Um, I'm quite happy with three wins out of, out of, out of five. And um, I think it's been a great start. And um, Dave, I think one of the things we were really good at last season was our ability to kind of grind out points in a lot of games. I suppose the one thing would be nice to see is if, you know, it's great that we're winning those home games, but if we can grind some some draws out away from home, it will kind of supplement those those wins, won't it, and, and help with the tally. Yeah, I'm sure that will come, to be honest. Um, you know, when we're talking about, about grinding out wins... Um, yeah, definitely. Obviously, at home, we've done it twice, you know, and it's been it's been absolutely incredible. So I don't think you can question the effort at all there. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe it's just we're trying to settle for for a point or something away from home rather than, you know, fight sort of right till the end of the whistle. But um, I'm sure it will come and there's easier places to go than than QPR, I think. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, we'll, we'll go into the QPR game in a bit more detail. Um, I suppose Dave just chatting about the sort of build up to the game and, and stuff. It was nice to have a, a London away day, wasn't it, for, for the first time in quite a while? Um, yeah, definitely. You know, um, massive shame, Street. wasn't it, that we couldn't get a few extra supporters there because I think we would have easily um, got got some extra, you know, um, bodies in there if if we could have if it was available. But I think everyone enjoyed it. It was, you know, there's so many good ways of getting down to to London, isn't there? You've got the train, even though Euston was, you know typically weekend Houston again um, on on the weekend. Um, so coming into that was a bit of a nightmare. But yeah, I think, um, you know, you've got the, the coaches now that are coming down from from the tavern and stuff like that. So it was really, really good. And there's a, you know, with Baker Street being so near, um, it's a really good little melting pot um, with, with plenty of little, you know, pubs around. And it, it was a really good atmosphere in, in the globe beforehand. And um Saw it, you know. It's nice to see a few few faces and, and say hello. And um, yeah, it was um, London way days always have a little bit of excitement. I think for um, yeah. for commentary supporters, it's uh, it's Apart an easy that, enough route down, but it's um, yeah, chance to 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 let off some steam. Yeah, exactly. Apart from a few people moaning about the the drinks prices. Yeah, well, to be honest, <laughs> I could easily moan as well. It's it horrendous in the Globe. I'm I, I must admit it was it's just outrageous. Um, you know when you think about what goes into a pint it's just absolute scandal but uh yeah that is London unfortunately and some areas are you know are more expensive than others and, and West London is definitely one of them mm. yeah and I'm and really impressed with the the ground as well obviously it's one of the older grounds isn't it in the in the league in the well in the whole of the EFL really um I couldn't really believe how how close you we were to the pitch on the top tier it's looking a bit tired though lads isn't it now um mm. you know i've mentioned this probably more than enough times on saturday but if anyone's ever bothered to watch the um the four-year plan which is a, a really interesting take on football ownership um it just goes to show perhaps why qpr you know had that that blip um when they did because of the whole operation premiership that they had going on but at that time they really it was it was almost that's what mattered the on the pitch and the team didn't matter as much although they threw a lot of money at players like Sean Wright Phillips it's going yeah. way back but the ground really got a real um spruce up everything was um 
like brand new seats, the scoreboards, and and I just felt it looked a, a little bit tired again on the um, on the weekend. But at the same time, it's great to have a really good old traditional yeah. stadium, isn't it, Andy? We like them ones that are built in in the backyard of people's houses, and um, they got a bit of character rather than those ones that are sort of out of the town, I guess. Yeah, very much so, uh, Dave. Yeah, the old grounds are always the best, aren't they? Like we always say about Highfield Road, those stadiums that are in you know, around around people's houses, the terrace streets, it's uh, nothing better. It really brings back the old flavour of football, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. And, and not to mention the transport as well, right? It's always, they're always yeah. right on top of the train networks. That's what you want, isn't it? Always closer to home. Yeah, that's what you need. Yeah. And as Dave said, it you know, it's a shame we couldn't get more in there. But still, 2,000 was a really good attendance and they didn't stop singing, really, did they, the whole game, Andy? No, uh, our away support has always been good, hasn't it? And um, yeah, it's a shame we couldn't get that extra, was it 500 tickets that yes, other, other clubs that could have had? So, but a bit of a shame that. But no, we always pack out the away end and the Sky Blue Army never shuts up throughout the whole 90 minutes and we support the team brilliantly, don't we? And, uh, let's get into the game in a bit more detail. Um, as usual, we'll start with the, the match stats, Andy. Yeah, as I said at the start of the pod, you know, we've been dominating teams in possession um, recently. Um, but this this was a bit of um, a change because they we only had 38.9% of the possession, um, which is much lower than what we have had over the last few games. And I think that's more to do to do with the direct style of play we played on Saturday. It was a lot more direct towards Waghorn and playing on the counter-attack, wasn't it, Tom? So, and less dominating the ball, which we have done in the first few games. Mm. Um, Shot count, again, we had 15 shots compared to their 12, but again, only four on target, which again is is pretty poor, really lacking that cutting edge, which is which I really say every week, don't I, Tom? I'm fed up with saying it, to be honest with you. But but we'll probably come on to that point later. We've got a stat, a good, another good stat coming up on that, haven't we, Tom? So, mm. yeah. Um, and defensively, they were a little bit more... They, we won 11 aerial duels compared to their 19. So that shows that they were a bit more dominant in the air than us. And um, But we won 17 tackles compared to their 14. So not too much different in the tackle, in the tackle stakes, Tom. Mm. And um, you said that we sort of dominated that first half. We, we really mm. flew out the blocks early on, didn't we, Andy? Yeah, we did. We kept on getting in behind them, um, but we just couldn't really get that killer touch, could we, Tom? Um, right. It was that more direct style to... Uh, God, I'm going to say Big Vic, so I can't, spe- I can't say his surname. <laughs> <laughs> to Big Vic. He, and he was doing a great job holding the play up. I thought Waghorn was decent. That's probably the one of the better games I've seen him play for yeah. us. He looked a bit more lively, didn't he? I think, he, you know, he's just desperate for that goal, isn't he, Tom? And I think as soon as he gets that goal, he might be up and running. And also, he knows that he's got pressure on his place now, doesn't he, Tom? So yeah. he knows that he has to play play well, play better, or he's, or he's going to be on the bench. So, no, I thought he was better. And, yeah, we, we kept on, and, you know, O'Hare was being busy. And, yeah, we did get on getting in behind them. I wasn't that impressed with QPR, especially mm. first half. I thought I was expecting a lot more from them. Um, and even, you know, their manager, who's, who I like, he's a very honest manager. Um, every time you, you listen to him, he speaks a lot of sense. And even he said after in his post-match, he said that Coventry were much the better side first half than we were. Mm. Yeah. We got accused um, after the last pod of all pronouncing your carers slightly differently. Um, so I think I'll stick with Big Vic, Big Vic as well. Um, <laughs> but he looked right at it, didn't he, in that first half, Dave? Your Koresh. 
joking. Um, it's Jokerez, isn't it? That's what I thought it was. Jokerez, um, I've been saying. Jokerez. Oh, okay. God. Um, he did. Um, he, he, that's what he gives you, doesn't he? He's got. He's he's strong. Um, he's a focal point, but he runs those tra- channels really well. And what I really like about him is a lot of hold-up players hold the ball and, and wait for players to to come onto them and uh, and and feed you know feed the ball into them. But he actually very much holds it up and then tries to turn a defender and or stand them you know stand them up and go past them and. That's why he causes so many hassle, really. A lot of strikers that play that hold-up rule are quite easy to play against uh, for 90% of the game because they're quite static in their movement. But the, the whole point of it is, you know, to feed the ball into them and have runners off. But he, he really does try to, to turn defenders. So I thought he started brilliantly. Um, mm. And I think he just sets the tempo for our play. I think he gets... Definitely the support. I mean, the supporters were so positive, I think, in the first opening exchanges because of the way he plays. But I think he does give other players a chance to sort of feel a bit more positive and start to think, you know, we can have a go here. And because he, he really is, he's not, you know, it's not like it's just going over his head or he's flicking it on to no one for, for 90 minutes. He really does mm. try and turn players. And I think that's, yeah, it's, it really sets the way that we want to play in tempo. Mm. And we were right on top of QPR. And in the eighth minute, it, it almost felt like everyone in the team had a chance to score. Um, it was Matson who brought it forwards. Um, Waggorn had his shot blocked. Hamer had a shot blocked. And then O'Hare's effort was saved. Just couldn't poke it in, Kubandi. Cannonball, wasn't it, Tom? It was like, <laughs> what? Just like, watch it. Yeah, pinball machine. Yeah. yeah, we just couldn't get it. Uh, O'Hare was just a little bit lucky um, not to poke it in. Um, again, he needs something like that to get him up and running, doesn't he, Tom? Um but no, it was indicative of what we were doing first half. We were right at it, especially at the start. Um, we were all over them and we really started the game brilliantly, Tom, and a little bit unlucky we, sh- we should have really taken the lead because I think goals changes games, doesn't it? And I think if we would have just got that goal in the first half, I think we would have won the game. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, you ready for this horrible stat then, lads? Yeah, go on. Um, yeah, I saw this on Twitter today. So we've had eight, 80 shots this season. Um, and we've only converted six percent of them. Um, oh so yeah, bit of a bit of a worrying stat, isn't it, Dave? Yeah, of course it is. But that's that's where we are. That's where we are as a team. Um, I'll be interesting to see, you know, some of the other, you know, stats for other teams um, this season because we won't be the only ones because we're not the only sort of team in the championship that just can't somehow, you know, sign that that twenty. 20 you know 20 goals a season striker like they're really really hard to come by and when you do come by them they're very very expensive so um i think we've you know we've got to be realistic and i think we, we've got to you know keep our feet on the ground and be you know realistic and, and the reality of it is is that yeah we're we're creating a lot of chances um but that's you know we, we need to do that for us to get one or two sadly um whereas a Bournemouth or a Fulham would probably create you know 90 80 percent of, of what we've done um but convert so many more of them because yeah. of the, the the quality they've got so um you know the main thing is is that we, we're converting you know we're main thing is we're making the chances and I think actually last season I didn't I'm not sure when when we had certain players in there that we looked like we were doing that um if I'm honest so I mm. think I think we've definitely improved in terms of the amount of chances that we're churning out we just need yeah. to obviously put it, it away 
I suppose it just takes, you know, something to click, doesn't it? I mean, if you remember the League Two season with McNulty, it took him, you know, till probably after Christmas, really, yeah. to properly click into place. And you just think if one or two of our strikers click into place, then there's enough chances for them, isn't there? 100%. I mean, look, you've got players that haven't really, still haven't played that much with each other um, and, and are very different in the way that they play as well and their styles. So that's got, you know, that's got some time to to gel a bit better. And, um, you know, hopefully then we'll start to see, see some more reward. But um, you cannot be disappointed the way that they've started the season and the amount of chances they're creating because it's just such exciting football to watch. Um, and that's why we've been getting these late winners, I think, because we churn, churn out so many chances and, and we're doing it right until the last minute. It, it's putting teams under more pressure. Whereas I think last season we went, we went through games where we just didn't really do did do a lot really enough to 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 do that. So I think I think it's it's great signs. Yeah, and one of the highlights from the first half was Simon's save um, from the share free kick. This was a brilliant save, Andy. Mm, all about footwork, Tom. Um, when the ball's out like that, and, and um, when it's 25 yards out, he tries to whip it top bins. It's, it's all about footwork as a keeper, and he got away. He got across brilliantly, didn't he? Yeah. Great footwork. Um, got a strong right palm onto it and tipped it onto the bar. Fantastic save. Um, really good footwork by Simon, and um, he made another great save as well in the second half. He he's been oh, probably you know I, I think I put him down in the preview pod as someone who's going to disappoint me and he hasn't he's been absolutely fantastic and uh, I couldn't be happy with him he's so solid and um, yeah and that was another fantastic piece of goalkeeping yeah exactly and obviously later on we'll go on to talk about the transfer window but Dave I suppose when you look at you know down to player by player and where we've improved you'd have to say the goalkeeping position is a, is a big improvement isn't it yeah, definitely. Um, comes to claim the ball, um, sets us up really well. Um, obviously, a lot of chat um, and gets us going a lot quicker. So, you know, at times, I think we've always played it well from out the back, but, we're, you know, even more so, I think we, we're looking like we're, um, you know, we're turning defence into attack a lot quicker. Um, and a lot of that's coming through through Simon, isn't it? But, um, yeah, I think it's been a, a great, a, you know, a great... Um, signing for us and uh yeah some of those may have may or may not have gone in um with with you know what we we had last year but um it's definitely been an, a, an upgrade yeah mm. and um robin's made a double switch uh in the second half fairly early on um took vic and waggy off for walker and godden um i don't know how you saw it andy but it felt a little bit like it kind of killed our rhythm a bit yeah strange decision by robin's um Big Vic and, like I said earlier in the pod, that was Waghorn's best display so far. I can see the logic behind it. Obviously, with Godden scoring late on against Reading, he probably thought he might get a chance and finish. But I would have just kept Vic on. And, yeah. Godden and and put, been, put, yeah, I don't understand that why. That was the one, wasn't it? Yeah. I think once Jokerez once, um, went off, it was... That was it. It kind yeah. of just... you. We kind of lost that... Um, that sort of fear factor about ourselves, I think. Um, I think they felt a little bit more comfortable once that those changes. That's how it felt anyway. We kind of lost that outlet a little bit. Well, Tyler Walker doesn't work the same as Vic, does he? He doesn't press the bat line as much as Vic. He's, he has that, I don't want to call him lazy, but he has that languid style, doesn't he? That, and that's not what you want when you nil-nil get away at QPR, is it? Mm. 
in my opinion. Yeah. And I think with with Vic, I think he was just pressing the back line. He was holding the ball up. It was working really well. And, I and like they looked a bit far to get far away from each other as well. Gordon yeah. and uh, Walker. Like it looked like they hadn't played together, didn't it? Yeah, it, it didn't feel yeah. like as tight a unit as mm. what um, Vic, Absolutely. Vic and, and Waggy looked like in, in yeah. the first half. Um, I just think it's a big, big change, isn't it? It, it, mm. you, you sort of you've you, your cards you know your cards are on the table aren't they mm. uh, and you've got a two pair you know what I mean and, and you think to yourself don't you that Godden's earned his a chance of getting the last 100%. 20 because he scored against Reading I don't think Walker has if you, in a sense I don't think he you know I know he's come back from injury it's not his fault that he's been injured but I think it just wasn't the time and place to bring Tyler Walker on for me I think one change Godden would have been um, would have been best suited I would have thought we we struggled to get going in the, in the same way the second half and I don't know about you chaps but I just felt there's a bit of an air of inevitability really about keeping our taking the lead and obviously that happened in the 68th minute um, talk us through this goal Andy fantastic strike I have to say mm. Tom uh, brilliant oh, strike into, into the uh, bottom right uh, bottom right corner Simon was full length he couldn't do anything about it Um could have been more, could have been done closing him down, maybe. But I think sometimes you just got to pull your hands up and say, that's just fantastic. And I think it was just a great goal um, by a decent player. You know, he's, he's an international for Scotland, isn't he, Dykes? And he showed his quality in that strike. It was a wonderful strike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So fair play to him. It was a good, it was a good strike. And it wasn't too long after that, really. Obviously found ourselves 2-0 down. Um Save this question for you, Dave, because... Yeah, please do. You're pretty fuming. (laughs) Dave turned into Gary Neville in the play, showing me in slow motion. He was circling people and all sorts. So I'll let you talk us through this one, Dave. It's just reactive. It's been so long that I've nearly forgot. So this is, you know, Simon Moore's made a good save, right? Down to the right-hand side. Fantastic save, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's... Look, it's a great strike um, to start off with, right? Um, And it's absolutely travelling. But... uh, You've got to react. You know, you learn, don't you? You learn from three, four, five um, about react, second ball. Uh, and the thing is, the frustrating thing is we've done that all this season. I think that's what we've actually been be- better at um, in terms of the second ball. And I, I would like to see some of the stats from when we picked up the second ball in the first three games of last season compared to this, because we we have actually really reacted, but we just didn't, did we? No one did. And uh, it's that wasn't it? It was almost like, you know, thanks, Sai, you've done done your job. Um, you know, great save down. And then that, that was it. We just completely switched off. Um, but I think that sort of epitomised the second half, really, that we were just not at on the front foot as much as we were in the first half. And I don't think that would have happened in the first half. Mm, yeah. And we didn't really offer much in the last 20, to be honest, um, did we, Andy? And QPR looked pretty comfortable, to be honest. Yeah, I kind of petered out, didn't it, Tom? Um, which is a shame because, you know, you go to QPR, you know, they're top, they're tipped to, you know, reach the playoffs minimum, you know, and to be, at, you know, I played them so much in the first half and then the second half, it just, whether it was due to the manager's changes or just us coming off it a little bit, it's just disappointing, isn't it? It's just... You know, after playing, you know, if you if you went there and played rubbish and then got beat, you're fair enough. Like last kind season. Of, yeah, like last season, you kind of like take it on the chin and walk mm. away and just say they're a better team. But I don't think they were. Whether that was whether it was because they were off it a little bit, I don't know. But 
it was certainly a result that we could have got and um that's the disappointing part of it i'm afraid and yeah mm. to get back to your question it, it did kind of just after the second goal just peter out and they, they got in the end an easy three points yeah just it just goes to show and we've said this many times but that extra bit of quality dave and you know those championship teams they they get themselves in front and then they have that ability to kind of kill the game off and it's something we haven't quite you know got the ability yet to, to do have we no we haven't quite mastered that and look i i spoke to my um, brother-in-law qpr fan in lots of different qpr whatsapp chats and and they did say that that was one of their worst performances of of, of the season so far um you know which is interesting because obviously barnsley they looked like they didn't even get get going but yeah they did they, they did say that what they didn't they didn't play um you know as well as they had um but that that's championship quality isn't it i think and that's the one thing that we've we've not we've not done so far in championship whereas we did in league 1 i think back to games against derby uh, sorry bolton was it bolton when we you know we just had that ability to roll teams like that over and it was very much the same um i suppose it's always a bit like that when you're looking up at the table of where you think teams are going to end up in the season but we yeah we haven't quite mastered it mm. um but you know i think that there's lots and lots of positives to take from not just saturday but the way we've started this season yeah yeah 100 percent and I suppose one thing I would mention is that it, it kind of feels like we've come a long way, um, you know, to come away feeling that gutted from a 2-0 defeat um, in a game where we dominated the first half. It, there's definitely positives to take, aren't there, Andy? Very much so. You know, you have to take your, your mind back to last season when we got completely rolled over there, didn't we? Um, yeah. Um, no, we have come a long way. And to be just com- coming away from Loftus Road, um, disappointed with losing a tight game, it shows how far we've come, isn't it? Um, we just, it's, I think it's just disappointing because the way we're playing, we're playing so well, aren't we? I just think we, it's just that last bit and that's the most frustrating thing in what, football. What would isn't you it? have done differently, hmm. lads? You know, what What would you have done differently if if it was, you know, your 60-odd minutes in or, or whatever he made yeah. when he made the changes? Because it was about wasn't, 60, wasn't it? It's quite early. There wasn't much. Yeah. I really don't think there was much um, in the game. I think I think the subs was, was the problem. I, I wouldn't have... I yeah. think they were... Yeah, from a point of view... Sorry, Tom. I think from a point of view, I think they were a little bit off it and... We we did capitalize. Cap- on we that, didn't capitalize yeah. on it. What we should have done, and, and they got a chance to get in at halftime. Obviously, yeah, in. yeah, uh, and obviously, probably spoke about some of the areas that they could ex- exploit us, and mm. and that probably was it. We did seem to back off of them a little bit in the second half, yeah. but I, I don't know. I just felt I thought it was interesting that we didn't perhaps see Jones. I thought that that might have been an interesting one. I mean, there wasn't, uh, you know, there wasn't many more changes that he could have made from the bench, but. I think it it does all seem to boil down to that two that two change. We just seem mm, to lose yeah. all all threat up front, really. Um, I think it's really hard, isn't it, yeah. when you if you if you go away from home and you you have a good first half and you don't capitalise. There's mm. always that's what's saying about that air of inevitability. It's kind of yeah. like if you if you won the up at half time, like a bit like at Blackpool, you can sit in and dig in and you can yeah, fight for the, for the points yeah. or you know you yeah exactly you nick a point whatever yeah yeah. But, if you don't, it's a bit like, oh, you know, you, you know, know it's, you know it's coming, don't you? Know, yeah. Well, that's yeah. why there's an air of inevitability because that yeah. is just naturally Coventry City, isn't it? If we've yeah. got a couple of goals in front, then no one's relaxing um, and you're kind of watching it behind your, your hands. But that's, yeah, that's just, I think that seems to have been 
forever and a day as a Coventry fan. But you're right, like we've got to capitalise on those early chances because it would have just changed the game, would have flipped it so much. Um, and it and it's almost a sh- shame because they they des- deserve that. You know, the way that they played, they at times in that first 15 minutes completely blew QPR away, really. They didn't really know how to handle Jokeres, um and and like you say, Waggy had a better game, didn't he? Than yeah. than perhaps he had. Um, and I I was disappointed because I thought he had one that you know you would have liked to have seen him in Berry, and he kind of just didn't. Kind of, um, I think it was on his left. It was on his left foot as well. Um, Is that the one the keeper saved over the bar, or was that the one? I'm trying before? to remember now, but it kind of it kind of fell to him at the back post a little bit. Right. And they they were all over. They were sort of at six and sevens a little bit, mm. and he kind of. Um, snapped at it but didn't really make great contact yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, I, I think if he would had a few goals under his belt you know the player that he is he probably would have just put that away um, yeah. but you, you know we, we could talk forever and a day about it couldn't we but it did yeah. seem that it's also for you know anyone but strikers also when you come on anyone that comes onto a, a pitch it, it takes you a little bit of time to get into it and when you've got yeah. players doing that that's possibly why it kind of died a bit of a death for it for a period and then they quickly got the goals didn't they after that so it was it was difficult yeah i bet bet robbins regrets making both subs secretly he won't admit it he won't admit it but i reckon i reckon if he had his time back i think making one of them subs and then maybe bring like you said bringing a bit of pay but we haven't seen much of jones have we since but northampton have we really No, and he offers something a little bit different. Like he does, but the, the thing know. is, is Jokeres obviously backed defenders up, and they were sitting off mm. him because they yeah. knew he was going to go past him. Whereas we kind of lost that uh, ability to go past players. Yeah. I think um, yeah. apart from Cal O'Hare, so mm. you know maybe they just felt a bit more comfortable. But yeah, um, it is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, just to round things off, I'll I'll get a man of the match from you both, um, Andy. Uh, big Vic for me I thought he was brilliant I know he was on the pitch for 60 minutes but I thought he was outstanding I thought he, he held the ball up brilliantly I thought he led the line fantastically his dribbling's fantastic as well um, brings people in I thought he was great and it just showed when he went off it seemed to peter out for us so it just shows how much of an impact he had on the game um, special mentions uh, to Simon Moore. I thought he made two excellent saves and again commanding and as ever. I thought he was fantastic, and I thought Dabo had a good game at right wing back yeah. as well. Yeah, there's a lot of um, lot of positive comments from the QPR fans about Dabo, wasn't there? Mm. Yeah, and rightly so. He's getting back to his uh because uh, obviously last season was very bitty for him, wasn't it? So he's getting back to when we, when we won the league, isn't he? So yeah, back to that kind of steam train, so steam train fitter, doesn't he? He looks yeah. so much fitter. He he Ooh. seems to have got that that pace back. Whereas yeah, I thought at times it when he last season at times he was obviously struggling with that back injury, wasn't it? Um, was it back injury? But he, yeah. he basically seemed to struggle to go past people, whereas he used mm. to just ghost past players. And I think that he seems to have got that back now. Steam trains back in action, boys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Dave, who's your pick from the match? Yeah, I'd agree with Andy. I think um, Big Vic probably was the the, the best best of the um, squad. Like say, special mentions for Simon Moore. And I thought, just as usual, Cal made things happen again. He he, he does always seem to make things happen. Um, 
so yeah, I thought he had a good game and, and likewise Dabo, um, but big Vic for me. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. We're now going to move on and discuss the next fixture as the Sky Blues host Neil Warnock's Millsborough at the CBS Arena a week on Saturday. Um, Andy, it's never easy facing a Neil Warnock side, is it? Never. No, always has them well organised. He, he's uh, a wily manager. You know, he likes giving out his signatures as well, doesn't he, on his cards <laughs> these days? When's Robert so, going to start doing that? I don't know. But um, I think I'll be staying away from Warnock for one of those. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, no, he knows what he's doing at this level, doesn't he? And whether you hate his marmite, isn't it? Whether you hate him or love him. He gets results in this division, so. Um, but I'm quite confident against uh, yeah. Middlesbrough. I'm fairly fairly buoyed, um, especially because the amount of changes they've made. It's going to take them time to bed in. So, mm. hopefully, we can play them when they're on the hop and we can get three points. Yeah, fingers crossed. And mm. Dave, we didn't have the best times against Borough last season. We lost two 0 away, um, and we lost from being ahead in the home game two one. So definitely looking for revenge in this fixture. Yeah, definitely. I think they were uh, some of our disappointing. The the, the two 0 away was just very lacklustre. Mm. I think really we kind of just rolled over a little bit. Um, but you know, I, I think looking at you know looking at their um, fixtures, you know, draw against Derby away. Um, yeah, they they got two against Queens Park Rangers, didn't they? But they they finally sort of um, you know uh, got beat there and Blackburn one all. It's to me, I think, you know, I think, I think they're there for the taking, really. They've not had the best of starts and, yeah, of course, definitely want to be getting some revenge. But um, just the way that we've started and perhaps the way they have, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, that, like Andy, we can, can get something from it. Mm. Um, they've had an interesting summer of recruitment, making mm-hmm. 11 signings. Um, they just signed that Andres Borah from Sporting CP on deadline mm. day. He, he seems to be a, a really good signing. Um, so, yeah, what have you made of them, Andy, and what do you think we can expect from them? Yeah, like you say, they've got... They've brought in quite a bit of experience, like Joe Lumley in goal. Mm. Um, he, I think he was at QPR. Um, Sammy Amiobi, obviously. He's former Newcastle and Forest. Uh, Lee Peltier, former, I think he's a Puddersfield player. Matt Crooks, because obviously he was at Rotherham last year, I think. Um, who I think he's already got a couple of goals for them already. Um, Sol Bamba, again, experienced, you know, was with a Warnock at QPR, not QPR, at Cardiff, wasn't it? Mm, with yeah. Warnock at, yeah. And then they bought um, the speed demon Anno Hernandez uh, from Norwich, who I know that he's got a lot of ability. Um, he's a bit of a maverick kind of player. So they've been very busy. Um, I think they've, like you said, they've been they've bought nine or ten in, but they've also let nine or ten out. So it's very like a revolving door at the Riverside, really. Mm. So, um, but like Dave said, they haven't started the season particularly well. They got a they got a good result opening day against Fulham, um, which is away at Fulham. That was a good result. Yeah. But you know, when they beat Bristol City, but they got hammered by Blackpool in the cup. Um, they lost to QPR at home. They drew with Derby and they drew with Blackburn. So not particularly great results. And they're going to be like said, physical, aren't they? And, and direct yeah, as well. That's and what they're, yeah. they dealt with that quite well. Mm, yeah. 
in 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 the glimpses that we've seen. I think that direct and physical. Uh, I, I think we, we we've dealt with that fine. So I, I, yeah. I see him causing us that lot of issues, but that's fine. Yeah, and also they've bought so many in. It's going to take them time to bed in, isn't it? So you know, I I, I think we've got. I think we've got as long as we keep playing from foot football. Not don't don't go back to how we played towards you know last season where, you know, we sat off teams. Just keep playing like we are doing, and I think we can get a good result against Middlesbrough. There's no reason not to play like that. Absolutely not. You know, we've got two fantastic results at home, so we have. We should be full of confidence, really, and go out there and go at them. You know, yeah, absolutely. We, you know, we've got like you said, two results out of two at home. We've got to make the CBS a, a fortress this season, haven't we, Tom? And because yeah. um, our away form, as we know, is always iffy. So, like we did at St Andrews, we've got to make that CBS a fortress, and we have done so far. And yeah. as long as we play on the front foot, which I think we will do, you know, um, I think there's there's three points here. Definitely, yeah, it's, it's quite an important game, isn't it, Andy? As well, mm. you, you look towards September and October, and a few of the sort of slightly trickier games start creeping in, don't they? You know, some of the we've got Fulham, haven't we, at home? And yeah, um, yeah. there's some of the some of the more difficult games. So I think, you know, having lost away at QBR, I think it's important that we sort of, you know, get back on track with this game after the international break. 100%. Um, we have. I know we have got Fulham coming up, but if you look at the next block of fixtures, you've got Middlesbrough and Cardiff at home. Millwall away, um, which is not an easy game to go, but it's not the hardest. Our record's pretty good there, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. We won there last year, didn't we? Yeah. And, you know, we've got, you know, Peebra at home and then Luton away. So yeah, that block of one, two, three, four, five fixtures, there's, there's a lot of points there, isn't there, before that Fulham game, isn't there, Tom? So there's a, you know, a good block of five games that we can really get some points here. You know, they're not the hardest games. There's Out of those five, there's three at home against teams that you think, yeah, we can get results out. And the two away are tricky, but again, winnable in my opinion. So these block of five is very important before that Fulham game. So, you know, if we get some good home results, starting with Saturday against Middlesbrough, I think we can have a good month. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Um, Dave, how are you expecting Mark Robbins to approach this game? Yeah, I think he's probably, I would expect him to go two up top. I'd probably be exactly the same as... um, the weekend. I'm just trying to think if anyone rogue slipped in. I can't remember if anyone was was out. But um, yeah, I'd expect that to be the lineup. I think um, Waghorn and um, Vic will lead the line, and I can, um, you know, uh, the, the usual suspects at the back. Hopefully, um, barring any sort of injuries and stuff. I can't. I'm not sure. I'll, we'll see um, if Rose is back fit. Um, I'm not sure. I think we would still see Clark Salter. He sort of gives us that natural balance, doesn't he, on the on the left side. Um, Sorry to interrupt there, Dave. What was, obviously, you seen him in the flesh against QPR. What did you make of Clark Salter? He's a big, big, big lad, isn't he? He's, um, you know, and he's he's confident on the ball. Like, he doesn't yeah. rush. You know, there's a lot of defenders that will rush things. He doesn't do anything rushed. He's got a calmness okay. about That's him calm, and that. Yeah. That's yeah. really important for the way that we we keep the ball from the back. A lot. Of course, um, and and you know I think Fads looks so much more. He this looks just he, he's it. always right. been assured, but this season yeah. it looks like he's he's stepped up again. Um, mm. And and I I think maybe I don't know maybe it might be that he's kind of um, cap- captained us from the start of the season, if that makes sense. Um, mm. And maybe that's got something to do with it, where he, he kind of, you know, but 
I think we look really assured. But yeah, to answer your question, he's, he's, he looks great to me and um, gives you that natural side. Probably lacking in pace a little bit, Tom. He's probably mm. not the quickest, but then, you know, probably neither is Rose and, and Haim. So, yeah. But I, I, I think yeah, that, that would be... Package from you, but... No, exactly. And he, he can ping a ball as well. Um, mm. So yeah, pretty comfortable with that. And I think that's how we'll, we'll line up. Yeah. Um, I'll grab some predictions, lads. Dave? Uh, I think it's going to be really tight, um, but I think we can we can nick a winner. I think it. I'm going to go for one nil. Andy, yeah, I'm with Dave. I think it's going to be a really tight affair, but I think we're going to nick this again two one. Two one, right? We've got to do our tweet league prediction, lads. Um, Anything would be better than last week. Yeah. What did we go for? Two all. Did we have two all? Did we? Yeah. I'm blaming (laughs) Dean. Well, are we? (laughs) That was Dino's fault. Yeah, I'll, we'll let you go, Tom. You, you, you give yeah, it. Yeah, you me. go. I'll um, I'll go with I'll go with one nil. A clean sheet would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, would be. And um, obviously, for anyone taking part in the Cov Tweet League, do make sure you get your predictions in before the Borough game. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. The transfer window slammed shut last night with the Sky Blues making eleven signings in total, um, eight of which are in the first team picture. Um, and the final edition of the summer came in the form of Todd Kane from QPR, who signed on a two-year deal. Um, Andy, we're never prolific on deadline day, are we? No. Uh, pretty boring, wasn't it, if I'm being honest? <laughs> Probably a good thing, though. It means we get yeah, up, yeah, get up the, the, early. But... Yeah, absolutely. That's what you want to be doing. You don't want to be rushing last day, do you? It's not very exciting, granted, but <laughs> I'd rather be in, you know, it's not as exciting as Ronaldo going to Man U, is it? Or Griezmann going to Atletico. But yeah, it's it's Coventry City. And, we, you know, we, we got a business done early, which Robbins always likes to do. He traditionally does that, doesn't he? And we're not fannying about, you know, on deadline day. So, you know, um, I'm quite happy with the business. Um, I think we've made some good additions. Um, and I think we're better than last year, which is proven in how we've played mostly and the results we've got this season. And the most important part is that we've lost nobody. Yeah. That's the most important part of this window is that we haven't lost Cal O'Hare or Gustavo Hamer. Yeah, especially when you mentioned you know, teams like Middlesbrough shipping out a load of players. Probably yeah. a lot of the championship clubs have shipped off about you know mm-hmm. eight to ten players, haven't they? So yeah, you know it's it's you know we we haven't lost anything like you say. Um, no, and that's no good for a team rhythm, is it? You know when you lose, you know you got ten coming in, and ten coming out. You don't want that, do you? I mean, what what Robbins has done is he's believing he's believed in the players that have got us there, um, that did so well for us last season, and he's added. It's a quality, and that's what you do to try and progress in football, don't you? you? You believe in the players that you've got, that's done a good job for you, and then you add that little bits of quality, and I think he's done that. Yeah. Do you think the owners are starting to see that slightly longer-term vision now as well? Because probably partly being in the championship, but mm. we're able to sort of, I guess once you get to this level, Callum O'Hare could quickly become a 10 to £12 million player rather yep. than in League One where you just sort of get rid of two to three million or even less, mm. you know, in the case of Madison and players like that. So do you think they're sort of looking a bit more long-term with it now? I hope so. Um, only only Joy can answer that question. But they, they, you can't say they haven't backed Robbins, can you? Um, and I think they... And I think can't they, at all, can you? No. It's, uh, I don't know. I don't really know what people want, but um, <laughs> I do. I want to be in the Premier League. I want to move back to Highfield Road. No, it's not going to happen. 
you know, we all want that, but it's You've got just... to build sustainably, haven't you? Yeah, of course you, you are. I mean, we're starting to see the cracks appearing in the championship now, aren't we? I mean, yeah. Red, yeah. teams like Reading, you know, are really, yeah. you know, screwed, aren't they? Let's be honest. Um, which, you know, I still don't know how they managed to sign Scott Dan, but, but there you go. I suppose if you're in that much debt, you might as well be in a little bit more. But, um, but yeah, it's, the cracks are showing and we're probably come out, come out, coming out of it looking a bit better than a lot of people. Um, so I think, you know, we've got to keep, keep on that sort of track, haven't we? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know what Dave thinks of this. I think, I think exactly the same. We've just got to, like I said earlier, we've just got to keep adding a little bit of quality, haven't we, Dave? It's the difference is, is that, you know, what, what, does money, what does money get you these days? Um, mm. You know, a million pounds for a striker. Um, when you look at it on, on paper, I think it, everyone probably had their reservations about, about Jokeres, I would say. Um, mm. it, I would say, you know, what was it about 1.5 in the end? Was it leading up to? From yeah, what we, we yeah. know so, but he's you know, he's been he's been he's just stepped it up another level and he's looked fantastic. But likewise, there's been players that we've we've signed, you know, for maybe half that 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 perhaps haven't done as much. So, yeah, and you look at, I mean, Waggy was worth five mil only a couple of years ago. Well, this is the thing. And so, yeah. you know, you're right, Dave. You know, what does money get you, really? You're probably better being a, having a solid recruitment strategy and a really good scout than actually going out and just buying yeah. players that you think will be all right and actually might not be. 100%. Because you just, you you don't know what, you do know what you're going to get. But but unfortunately, the, these strikers, they're, they're coming, when you start going from teams that are dropping down from the premiership or players that are dropping out of the premiership, they're still on that money. Like it's the weekly, you know, the weekly wages as well that, that we've also got to think about. Um, and when you think about the highest paid player in, you know, in our squad and when you can start to compare that to some of those players, you know, even at Reading and it's just you know we heard about you know players at Reading that had to get moved on they didn't want to leave simply because they couldn't afford to pay them they just they said that we, we're going to have to let you go otherwise we, we, the club is going to be in dire straits so you know we, we don't want to be in that situation we've made such good progress and I think it's it would be really really easy to forget that it wasn't too long ago that we were in League 2 um, or League 1 you know and and you need some years of building and I think we're doing that and we're yeah, I mean, sort of not just sort of, not just in league one, off the pitch as well you know in you know in league one in Birmingham with six, crowds of 6,000 yeah. Yeah. yeah you know I think the last team that had crowds like that that got into the championship was probably Burton and what happened to them they went straight back down so yeah. you know, we've already it's a miracle really that we stayed in the division anyway really yeah it's yeah. just fans. It's just fans. It's just impatient, aren't they? Yeah, of course, just... and everyone wants something to cheer about. But I yeah. think you've just got to realise what an absolute insane world football is, and mm. it's just it's very very difficult. There'll be players that it, Coventry wouldn't even be on their minds. You know, there'll be players in the Championship that Coventry wouldn't even be on their minds because simply just because of of money and it being a short career. However good our football is and however, you know, we've proved so many times that players that are perhaps, you know, either towards the end of their game or uh, are up and coming like Cal O'Hare and, and even the Ben Sheaf, you know, is showing showing that now. Um, that we do really, you know, hone and, and grow players really, really well. But still, um, you're still only fishing in a very small pond, I think, for what we can actually, one, attract and then two, afford. Yeah. 100%. Um, talk a bit about Todd Kane, um, Andy. He's um, 
He's been described as a versatile player who could play as on the right um, right wing back and also left wing back. And he's also played in midfield as well. Mm. He has had a few disciplinary issues, obviously, that we've been hearing about. But, you know, he seems like quite good cover, doesn't he, on both sides if we do have any injuries? Yeah, um, he's not an exciting signing, is he? But he's a needed signing yeah. because it's, it's, it's what's needed. It's, we needed cover at both wing-backs positions and we need cover in the centre of midfield. Yeah, he covers a bit of ground in that respect. Yeah, he does. He's, he's, got, he's, he's got some games under his belt as well. So, yeah, he's played yeah. for Hull. You know, he played for Hull. He's played for QPR. You know, he, he was at Chelsea as, as a kid. You know, he's got some pedigree and... You know, I steady think, player, you know, isn't he? he? Looks steady. steady yeah. Well, that's, yeah, I think, I think, that's good, though, isn't it? Because yeah. you know, we've how many times have we signed a wild card like De Costa or well, you know Hillsner? And I just, I think it's okay. Just it's not an inspiring signing, but it might no. just be what we need. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You wouldn't be panicking about him coming on the pit, you know. Rather <laughs> than sometimes you might be thinking, <laughs> you know, if 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 Dabo, you know, gets injured here, what what's going on? You may. What's De Costa going to do? Leave yeah, his man you, you the last minute. Just say to the geezer next door, you know, <laughs> sitting next to you know, the season ticket holder, have you got your boots? They fancy it. But no. All jokes aside, like I think he looks steady enough to me, and you look through mm. like. Um, you know, his, his ratings from season to season. You look through, he's added goals, you know, like... Yeah, yes. Yeah. We haven't got yeah. we haven't got left left wing-backs that have added goals. You know, I know it mainly comes from assists, but, um, you know, he's added some goals to, in, in his uh, his seasons as well. So, mm. I think, you know, I think he'll, he'll do a job for us and mm. um, it'll put a bit more pressure on, on you know, uh, Mateson and also probably gives us a chance to change the way that we play a little bit if we had to. If we went four four two, he's probably a bit more of a natural yeah. um, left sided midfielder at, at times as well. And yeah, from what I've heard, he seems a, a tidy player. I think he's probably, from what I've heard, he he kind of felt that he should have been a, a regular starter at yeah. QPR, and I think that's why it kind of went a bit south. Um, I think he's got a very high opinion of himself. Um, and let's hope he can live up to that. Yeah, definitely. Um, Dave, do you feel like we might be a bit stretched in some areas if we were to have some injuries, or are you fairly sort of happy with the squad and how it is now? Um, I think, of course, but what what can you do really um, in terms of the transfer market? What what do you bring in? Because you're still paying quite a few players, you know, that we haven't haven't obviously got rid of um, that are still on the the wage bill. Um, and you've also got players, you know, to fully get fit and come back into it. Um, Kelly, of course. Um, so I, f- I think we need we need everyone to be fit for a start. We need a fully fit squad. But it's very difficult because when you start replacing injured players, you know, you start to have a really large squad and, and it, it gets expensive. So you think we're maybe ham- we could have... hamstrung by these, like I keep calling these wildcard signings, but, you know, like the Jabellos, the Hilsners. Like the, I don't know, it just feels like we've got a bit of deadwood hanging around the club at the moment on probably quite, like, not massive wages, but if you top them up, it's probably, you know, a couple of decent players that we could sign. Yeah, but, you know, it's difficult, isn't it? It's difficult to move players on sometimes when when we we say it all the time, we're almost a bit of a, um, you know, we're almost, it's a, the issue of our, you know, downfall of our own success in a way because we've, um, gone through the leagues quite quickly uh, and it's very difficult isn't it to churn out and change every year a, a 22-man squad 
Um, but ultimately, there's going to be some players that just aren't aren't quite up to it. Um, and you just hope that the levels start to go up a little bit. You hope that, you know, um, it seems like for me that the, the, even the new coach has done a bit of a job um, and has probably had a, a positive impact. And you just hope that some of those players just, even if they could just pick up their levels a little bit more, um, you know, like Shipley, um, perhaps like, um, you know, Jabello may be able to offer you something I, I, I would say unlikely but it's definitely with like Shipley you know is there ability there to see if we could just push it one little bit more of a level so that actually you've got cover um, and you've got a bit more off the bench whereas I think if you look at it we do feel a little bit short but then you know <laughs> we are also got the lowest budget, one of the lowest budgets of the league. You're not going to have a championship like championship player replacement, but for yeah. every position, it's just not, not going to happen. It's just not realistic. And that's again, you know, you just got to keep coming back down to reality. We're almost fortunate. We've got O'Hare who is without a doubt on the best number tens in the league. Um, definitely. And, you know, we've got um, Hamer, you know who who again is is attack, attacking midfielder wise is 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 got to, is one of them he's he's up there you know he's very solid um and then the two the two wing back positions maybe not so much mason but but dabo is just is class so i feel like in a lot of positions we're probably already punching a little above our weight for for a team that finished 16th mm. last year and only just came into the division the, you know the seeds from the season before yeah yeah, yeah, some some really interesting ones there. Um, and obviously, one that you mentioned there was Kelly to come back. Andy, he's going to be key, isn't he, the rest of that season? Yeah, massive. Um, you saw how important he was last season, how important he is. We don't lose many games when he plays. So him and Matty James did excellent towards the end of last season. Big reason why we stayed in the division then too. Um, and Kelly, Kelly's vital for us. I don't think he's too far away. By all, all reports, so and he will give added competition to Ben Chief and, and Gus, and because them two have been very good at the start of the season. Um, but Kelly will, you know, add that experience in front of fans, and um, he's vital for us going forward. Not just because of his play and his positional sense, it's his leadership, Tom. And I think um, yeah. he's going to be vital for us. And I'm going to be excited for when he comes back because that's one area we are quite light in, isn't it? In centre of the yeah. field. And, yeah. and when he comes back and gets a few games under the belt, I will feel a bit more happier. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think, Andy, in terms of the, you know, we're talking about the investment into the team yeah. and stuff. I think, obviously, the budgets would have been set on, on last season's crowds and there wasn't, obviously, any mm. crowds at all. So... I think, you know, once, you know, full season back in Coventry with decent crowds, you know, you'd hope the next summer might be the time to to put a bit more investment in, especially mm. if the owners see the potential in the team. You know, we're probably not going to be miles off, you know, top half or top six, hopefully, um, and then kick on, you know, next summer. That could be the time to actually put it up. I think in. so. It'd probably be the perfect time, wouldn't it? If you, well, if we, what, we finished last season 16th, if we finish, what, 10th, 12th this season... I think that will be a success. And then next summer, you know, you've got a season of gate money behind you. Um, you know, big, decent crowds at the CBS, which we've had for the first couple of games, if that continues. Yeah, I think next next summer can be quite exciting as a Coventry fan. It's just, and I get it from fans. Fans are impatient and 
you know, and you you know, you want success tomorrow, yesterday, don't you, Tom? But it doesn't happen that way, mm. you know, especially with our budget, um, the way we, you know, we, the way we've been treated, you know, we played in Birmingham for two seasons. You know, you're not going to forget that, and it will take time. But it's about steady progression. You know, if we finish 12th this season, that will be success. And then, this, you know, from the money we've had from being back at the CBS Arena, then maybe we can spend a bit of money on better players, can't we? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's, that's football. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's exactly it. Just that, that gradual growth, isn't it? Mm, we've got to absolutely. know where we are in our, our stage of development. Of course. Um, but yeah, fingers crossed next summer we can, you know, you know improve more. Definitely. Um, that's all we've got time for, chaps. Thanks a lot for joining me, as always. And listeners, do make sure you check out our partner, Short and Horn, across their Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. And as always, you can get involved in the conversation with anything we've discussed. All you need to do is use the hashtag SkyBluesExtraPodcast. Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra Podcast. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.